What's going on, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Chat. Joining me today is Zeus and Hops from the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. Hops is interested in what I have written on him on the notepad, so we'll start with Hops. Hops, it says you like to play chess and ride unicycles. What's what's uh, what's that all about? That I thought you were a basketball correct. player. That is correct. Um, more than an athlete, for sure, as okay. we all are, as all Globetrotters are. Um, chess started for me at about eight or nine years old. I was actually in chess camp. I was in chess tournaments. <laughs> Like it was very serious. Yes. Wow. It was very serious. And then uh, the unicycle, it was just something that was brought to my attention by my godfather. His name is Kevin Suggs. He came to my house one day, and he had two extra unicycles, and he taught my dad and I how to ride. So ever since then, I've been fluent who, in unicycles. Who just has extra unicycles lying around? I've never met a person like a that. A unicycle enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you're more than just a basketball player, chess, unicycles. What is what is Zeus do? Zeus is a leader. Okay, he's a leader. In, that's in all your ways. That's and, all and your I'll skills him, is I'll leading in basketball. No, I'll, I'll let him, I'll <laughs> him explain that. On and off the court, uh, we do a lot of cool things. Just as Harlem Globetrotters, you got to be a good basketball player, but on top of that, you got to be even uh, a great a great person too. We're going to schools, uh, putting on anti bullying rallies. Uh, so you got to be able to uh, have the charisma and courage to talk to kids about a really serious subject. Um, we're going to children's hospitals. We got a program called Smile Patrol. We go and just try to put a smile on the kids' faces um, who maybe aren't having a, a great week. Um, but on, on top of that, I'm also back at home. I'm a real estate investor. Um, I'm a minister. Um, I'm a, a dog dad. I have a wonderful golden doodle, Max McClurkin. <laughs> uh, also, uh, just just a, a great – trying to be a, a good leader. I love it. Mm. How did you guys decide to pursue becoming world-famous Harlem Globetrotters? I think every Globetrotter story is different as to how they became a Globetrotter. Personally, I was in the college dunk contest in 2018. Which you? Which you won. He, I did not he win. You in. lost by how many decimal points? Point two. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that, that, that one stung for a while. But, you know, in the long run, it was a beautiful thing because that's how the Globetrotters discovered me. They were watching. They called my school, left a message for me, and that's how I got here. It's awesome. And Zeus? Um, so my uh, basketball career has been uh, kind of tough. Actually, growing up, I wasn't very good. I wasn't a starting point guard at my school like, <laughs> like Jack here. Uh, I didn't make my first team until the 11th grade. I got cut from 6th grade all the way to 10th grade. So how tall are you? 6'8 today. Were you always 6'8? You no, know, it came on the heels <laughs> of a, a 5-inch growth spurt uh, okay. the summer of 10th grade. So I, f- I was finally tall enough to play, but I still didn't have those skills. These people have been playing, you know, years before me. Mm-hmm. And um, a big detriment to me, at least what the, the coaches were saying, was that I was too nice. They said I smiled too much. I was the type of guy, Jack, if I foul you, I apologize yeah, for you it. Yeah, you say sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I thought that's what you do, you know. And my coach said – this dude, he's never going to make it. All he ever wants to do is smile and dunk, smile and dunk. And today, I literally get paid to smile and dunk. So I tell people out there, if you are a nice person, stay a nice person. Don't let people try to change you and tell you that you got to be mean to make it in this world. There's a place here for you. And was what was your dream in terms of basketball growing up? I just wanted to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what the sport was. I didn't care what the team was. But everyone telling me no fueled me to want to go and prove everybody wrong. Like, 
I know I know what it means to have a killer instinct. I know that people think you have to have that demonstrative demeanor in order to be successful in basketball. But I wanted to prove everybody wrong that that's not what has to happen for you to be successful in a sport. So I let them push me to the next level. I think you can have the killer instinct. I mean, we were just talking before this. You pull out your phone, you're taking notes. Like mm-hmm. that's the mindset mm-hmm. of a successful athlete. Yeah, sure. But you can still be a nice person <clears throat> while doing that. Absolutely. Is Hops a nice guy? Oh yeah. <laughs> He's one of the nicest. I love working with Hops, man. He's he's real humble too. This dude breaks the internet at least once a week. Like he he stay posted with uh, his uh, his social media pages, man, because he's always doing something crazy. I love the the chemistry. It feels like you guys have, and it's so important because you're all working together every single day. How does that kind of affect your day to day? Well, for me, from from a, a relatively new Globetrotters perspective, it's such a rarity to have veterans like I do so like Zeus and like some of my other teammates like Scooter Bull guys that have been in the system for some time and understand the ins and outs of it Um, just the ability and the access to have coaches on the road and on the floor with you is just such a beauty to me and so I've learned a lot um, off the court in these kinds of settings from Zeus and Scooter and even on the court with some of my other teammates so you're world famous which means you travel the world What's the coolest place you've gotten to play? Um, for me, it's whatever city the listeners are in right now. That, <laughs> that is my number one We're favorite. worldwide. It's we all, are. I think it's about 6% of the audience yeah. is listening from outside the U.S. So that's, we are worldwide podcast. That's what's cool about us. I mean, we've been to 124 countries around the world, um, and we've been all over the place. For me, my favorite place that I uh, visited was um, Israel. I got a chance to walk the streets of Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Um, so that, that's, a, that's pretty important for me. And also um, France, seeing the Eiffel Tower for the first time um it is as big as advertised it's huge man for me it would probably have to be either vancouver vancouver or latvia okay i was in i spent about a week in latvia and uh they have this one event i forgot the name of it but it's a 24-hour basketball game and they divide latvia up into uh, two regions east and west and east plays against west is it like the and pro a, league or just they, random people? I'm not sure how the teams are <laughs> assembled, but they have teams of 10 that come in at all different times of the day, and it's a running score for 24 hours. Whoa. East and, versus West, running yeah, score and the whole at time. The, at the end of that 24-hour game, it was a 10-point game. <laughs> a 10-point wow. game. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that was super interesting. That's nuts. So you're both really good at dunking the ball. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite dunk to pull off, whether it's during an actual game or when you're messing around trying to go viral on social media? Uh, my favorite dunk has always been the rock the cradle dunk. Mm-hmm. You, you take the ball, you cradle it in your arm, and you go back and then forward. I, I've always loved that dunk. It's been my favorite. Who, who's the true originator of that dunk? Um, I think Dr. J, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially since he did it in, in game, yeah. like over oh, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Well, you said before I let Hops answer, you said you have been dunked on. Mm-hmm. That's part of the game. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite athlete that's ever dunked on you? Greg Oden. <laughs> Greg Oden, 100%. He dunked on me one time. See, this is the difference. When D- Greg Oden dunked on me, <laughs> uh, this is what made me mad about it. 
he dunked on me, and he went on to the next play. Like, he didn't recognize that he dunked on me. I'm like, this never happens to me, and you just going to go about your day? Like, this is normal? <laughs> so you're the nice guy. Are you, like, patting him on the back? Or oh, what? yeah. I was like, he got me. Oh, <laughs> he's good. He's good. Yeah. What about you, Hops? I- I've been dunked on before. Yeah. The first time I got dunked on, I was 17, and it was the same game that I caught my first in-game dunk ever. Okay. And um, it was off the backboard. It was bad. Mm. But social media wasn't what it is now, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't recorded. So yeah, was, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> was social around when you got dunked on? Yeah, it was out. We <laughs> <laughs> were just in the practice. We were just hooping. And, and so what's yeah. your favorite dunk to do? To do? Uh, I, like, I like this dunk where um, I jump. I have somebody hold the ball, and I have a baseball glove in one hand, wow. and I take it out of the person's hand kind of like an east bay i take yeah. the ball out of the person's hand i put it between the legs and then i like catch the baseball behind my back do you wow. have any baseball roots in you that or yeah you just, i played baseball oh, in okay. middle school so you like to add that yeah in. that's pretty cool for sure what do you guys do before all of this harlem globe trotteriness like what <laughs> what was were you training like how do you become a harlem obviously Hops was in the dunk contest, Scott, you noticed, but there's a training to it, and there's a skill you have to develop, skills to play. It's a different type of basketball than just 5v5. Yeah. So how did you kind of develop that, or what were you doing prior? I think a lot of globe charters are kind of um, born globe charters. I um, mean, you can tell in their game as they, they develop. Like, I, I used to get criticized so much for, you know, uh, getting into the crowd too much, you know, yeah. trying to entertain people. I was always looking for that big slam dunk in the game. In fact, my senior year in college, I, I ended up on Sports Center Top 10 Plays. What number? By dunk, dunking on this guy. It was number seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah Lucky LeBron seven. was playing that night. So <laughs> <laughs> it was t- stiff competition. But I dunked on this guy, and the opposite team, like, was dapping me up as I was going. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so. You can see the personality within each of the Globetrotters because I, I always say everybody can't be a Harlem Globetrotter for the things that we do off the court and on the court at the same time. you got to be entertainers. Yeah. Uh, you got to know how to have fun and continue to roll with the punches and have fun with it. Um, but I actually also used to play against the Globetrotters. Really? Yeah, so that was my introduction to the team. Growing up, I had never heard of the team before. Um, I mean, I saw him on Scooby Doo, yeah. but I didn't think it was a real team. You know, Batman is on Scooby Doo. Yeah. I was like, this, this isn't real. Um, and it was later on when I played against them that I just fell in love with the team. They got a chance to do everything on the court that I was criticized for my whole life, and I fell in love. And I, I wanted to do everything I could to make it, so they got tired of me dunking on them, and they signed me over to a contract. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you then pushed forward, and now you've broken world records. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm holding a, uh, three world records right three, now. Three time tell, tell us what they are. Most bounce three-pointers in one minute. Uh, I made three. The most behind-the-back three-pointers in one minute, I made three. And the one I'm most proud of is the most slam dunks in one minute. I made 16 dunks in one minute. And what is the next record you're looking to break? Oh, man. There's uh, there's quite a few out there. I would like to uh, reclaim a record that I lost to one of my, my uh, former teammates. Great, One of the greatest dunkers in the world, so I don't mind him taking my, my record. But I want to get back the most blindfolded slam dunks in one minute. I made five. He made six. This year I want to try to get seven. So – 
when you're blindfolded trying to dunk a ball, do you have someone talking you through it, helping you to put? You just have to have a good sense. Yeah. Yep. How do you get the ball back? Someone like stuffs yeah. it in your chest. So or something? yeah. So I had my teammate. He was underneath the basket, and I knew as soon as I ran into him, all I had to do was <laughs> jump up. Okay. So, but uh, they make it difficult. The adjudicator, uh, who's the judge for uh, Guinness, they make sure you have to walk behind the free throw line in between every attempt. Oh my god. So it feels like I'm in a completely different place every yeah. single time I go back. But I know with more practice, I can I can hone in on that. I trust you to break it. Thanks, Jack. Hops, too. <laughs> what what record are you going for? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe furthest dunk. From Ooh, somebody, at, I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know. To, what, how do you feel about the bouncing threes? Do you think you could beat them in that? I've never attempted it, but I, I don't think I could beat them. <laughs> That's respect. I These respect guys have respect for sure. I definitely respect his craft. So on Snapback Chat, we talked to a bunch of internet influencers, and you guys are on court, but you understand the importance of social media, obviously. Um, and we'll give you a chance to shout out your socials to the listeners. We'll show you some follows. But... What have you learned? You've broken the internet before. You're heavily invested in social media. Like, the importance of it and your best practices for really working on it. For for me, social media can be a tool. And oftentimes, it's heavily criticized on the cons that it brings. You know, if you use it properly and put out the right content... Um, Use it as a platform to share your story. It can definitely change your life, as well as the lives of others, which yeah. is honestly more important. Um, so it's really all about the information that you put out and what you show. And that's one thing that I advise athletes to do is to make sure that you're conscious of what you're showing to the people that are looking at your social media. I want to echo that, too. That's a, that's a great point. Um, and just keep in mind when you're using social media, it's not an end-all, be-all. Uh, when you see a person's social media, uh, know that you're looking at a person's highlight reel, not necessarily their game film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I know as young people, a lot of times we'll look at it and see this instant gratification, how this person just looks like they just got here overnight. Yeah. Nah, that's that's the highlight reel. You you got to see what they've been through. You know, you know, we don't always uh, take that into consideration. So, uh, you know, just kind of pace yourself with, with that, too, because every time you get one of those little no- notifications, you know, you get a hit of dopamine yeah. in your brain, and it's, uh, it's it can get out of control. The grind of social media is, you know, I mean, how many dunks have you posted that don't blow mm-hmm. up, and then yeah. the one that does, yep. and it's like, it makes you feel great, and it, it delivers on what you've been putting in work for, but it doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. No, no, it doesn't happen overnight. And to piggyback off what Zeus just said, um, that's the the theme of instant gratification that we see with social media. It tricks us into thinking that everybody is doing or accomplishing these things on the first try or overnight, and it right. just doesn't happen like that. And so that's why, for me, I try to be sure that I share my attempts and my misses just to remind everybody Mm -hmm. that it doesn't happen overnight and it's not automatic and you have to Mm -hmm. actually work at it that's a cool angle and i think people probably appreciate that because they're like oh this guy well he's not like me because he can dunk crazier than me but (laughs) he messes up like me which i think is important in social media because like you're saying they only highlight the best parts of themselves so we always sign off with a little advice uh the audience once they grow up to be social media stars, they want to leverage their audience to build themselves up. So what's kind of your best advice? And it doesn't have to be just in terms of social. In life, you've already dropped a ton of knowledge on this pod, but your, your one takeaway. 
Yeah. And I'll just mention, too, I would love to post some of my misses. They, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> maybe one, one or two misses. That one went over hop sad. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> When I do miss, though, yeah. I might try to post that. Uh, no, my advice to, to kids, adults, people, period, um, within the realm of sports is be coachable. I played a lot of minutes over guys who, um, you know, had a much better basketball pedigree than I did. They had been playing for years. But because I was coachable and I would listen to the coach, um, I could carry out his plan, his philosophy when it came to X's and O's on the court. Um, he would put me out there ahead of everybody. Like, I'm playing in front of people who have full-ride scholarships, and I'm just a walk-on in college. Um, and uh, that, that will put you in places to succeed. I ended up earning my starting position and earning the ability to play overseas um, for the Harlem Globetrotters now. But don't just be coachable in sports. Be coachable in life. Um, listen to your parents. Listen to your teachers. Um, listen to your bosses. Listen to anybody who has any kind of advice for you because it's free to listen. And you can learn something from every single person in this world. Everybody is an example. Some people are bad examples. Some people yeah. are good examples. But everyone is an example, and you can learn from anyone. Okay. Um, for me, it would have to be make sure that you expose yourself to things outside of the sports world. That's, that's imperative um, in the life of an athlete and, and the life of somebody who's not an athlete. Um, there there's such an epidemic in sports culture right now, which is just the unprepared athlete, especially within football and basketball. So many guys fall short to the problem of not knowing what to do once their athletic career comes to an end. And so that starts way before you get to the end of your athletic career. That starts in your, in your elementary middle school days. I'm just indulging in different activities, figuring out what your other passions are, figuring out what you might want to do after you put down the ball. So that's really, really important, and that's a message that I want to be sure everybody understands. Awesome. Well, guys, here's your chance. Where can everyone find you? (laughs) You can find me at Maxwell Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, on all platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, everything. Okay. Uh, you can find me on um, everything as well at MinJulian5. That's M-I-N-J-U-L-I-A-N-5. I'll follow you back. He so will follow you back. He <laughs> followed me back. Yeah. He's not lying. He yes. will. As long as you're not weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, dropped a ton of knowledge. Good luck Thank on you. the rest of your tours and it. breaking world records. Yeah, and if people want to see those records and you want to get tickets to our games, if you want to do anything like that, get to know more about us, visit our, our website too. Go to harlemglobechatters.com, grab tickets for the game, uh, buy a Hops and a Zeus jersey because that'll That's make right. you taller. That I didn't realize. It so does. I got to go. jump higher. It does, right? Oh, yeah, so only. you're like the new Nike shoes. Basically. It's now you buy the jerseys yeah. and they help you jump no, higher. Is it the shoes? No, it's the jersey. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Snapback Chat with Zeus and Hop from World Famous Harlem Globe Trotters. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>